The OneStream Global Education Services team proudly presents the OneStream Podcast with your host, Peter Fugere. Greetings, fellow OneStreamers, and welcome to the OneStream Podcast, where we explore and examine all things OneStream, talk to experts in the industry, and gain knowledge from some of the brightest minds that help deliver and implement solutions for our clients. This episode is part of the OneStream Expert Series, where we explore and examine the fundamental tools, concepts, and topics surrounding OneStream. I'm your host, Peter Fugere, Chief Solutions Officer at OneStream Software. And as always, I'm excited about our topic today, Stubbing Out Dimensions. And here with me to talk about it, we got Matt Krislik, Joel Smith, and Tony Dimitri. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, I want to give our listeners a little bit of context. The idea for a podcast around this came from a conversation we were having. So I think about our community, the people that are out there, they wonder what we're doing at work every day. This was something we were talking about. We, I got an email and we started sharing and talking about what is stubbing out dimensions? Is that even what we should call it? Um, you know, and it was a really, I thought a really interesting back and forth between all of us. And I think we had a lot of a lot of good discussion, and I thought this was something I think the broader audience would love to hear about. Matt, what do you think? I agree. We've got to be talking about this in the broader audience. I mean, I've got to be honest. When I first started with OneStream almost four years ago, you can tell I'm from the UK, but I heard the term stubbing out, and the first thing I thought about was actually uh, crushing a cigarette. I mean, my dad's been a smoker all his life. <laughs> he was always talking about stubbing out a cigarette. So when I heard about this, and apparently I was meant to be extending dimensions, um, in my head, stubbing out was just going the opposite way. So stubbing, probably, it's a, it's a confusing term. Um, maybe it's not even the right name for it. I mean, Tony or Cho, like, how do you describe when we when we're talking about this? How do you describe what we're what we're trying to convey to the the administrator or talk about during design? I mean, I guess when I think about stumming out, I I think about setting up uh, setting up your application for success. What we're trying to do is is keep in mind future phases or maybe uh, something that you may not know exactly to the T right now, but you know that you will be using this dimension and you're going to want to set up your application so that you're not backed into a corner when it comes to loading data and having to change dimensions on your cubes. It's avoiding rework, right? Like I, it, you right. don't want to go back through and like have to redo everything. I think for, for actuals, it's way more of an issue because of the data reconciliation. And I talk to people about planning or forecasting, you know, they're not they're not as and even when they think they're doing data reconciliation, they don't do it at the level you do for consolidation. Those numbers are leaving the house. They're they're going to become public. They've got to be spot on like to the penny, you know what I mean? And so I think for actuals, it's a concern of like, well, if I change the dimensionality of my application, my cube, and it causes me in any way to drop the data you know, that's a massive undertaking, right? Like to, to do any rework with that. And I think what we, what you're, you know, what you're saying, Chol, too, it's like, you know, how do we, how do we set up an application for flexibility and for, you know, the unknown, you know, like you don't, you might not, you might not know a new dimension that's coming or, um, you know, maybe something that's, that's going to change in the business. Um, and so I guess, Matt, how do you describe it? What do we really mean? And and you proposed changing the name of it to call it something else so we don't call it stubbing anymore. What what do you think? Yeah, I was trying to get this this whole 
idea of future proofing an application because I know that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to protect the application in the future and uh, just trying to we had a bit of a brainstorming session in the technical content development team about which uh, you know which ideas, which phrases to use. And we were super conscious that we can't just say everybody's got to use this phrase from the 1st of January 2023. It just it can't work like that. We had to think about a phrase that people would naturally start to work with, was fairly easy to incorporate into all of the uh, the learning material that's now on, on Navigator. And so we started to, well, really we were throwing out ideas around dimension extension placeholders um, and then throwing uh, future proofing into the, uh, into the description from there. So say that again, what, do you, what are you calling it? Dimension extension placeholders. Dimension extension placeholders. So that's that's interesting. What I think of stubbing out, that's actually that actually makes a lot of sense. So my example I always use is uh, the example of I'm in a design session and the client tells me um, we're going to break out our product and we know our product groups. We have those at the right level, but our product you know, the level below that product items or products, um, there's a lot of cleanup that has to go on. You know, sometimes, especially at a, a, a big application, you find like end users can just go in and add whatever they want. There's a lot of clutter and noise. And implementation is a great opportunity to do cleanup of structures and, and uh, dimensionality and stuff. They say, well, we don't want to just load in all the product information yet until we've had a chance to clean it up, but we'll put in product group then I might stub out or put in a dimensional placeholder for products and know that I'm going to add the dimensions there, but it's empty. Dimension members are added later. And that's that's kind of what I always think of when I think of stubbing. But Joel, you had another another example where maybe you wouldn't use a dimensional placeholder. Yeah, so if you know taking your your case from uh, you know if you're doing a consolidations project and you're not currently using uh, a number of the dimensions um, but you may in the future um, a lot of times i think in the past we've set up you know just generic summary uh, summary dimensions for the unused dimensions where in the future it's exactly as you described peter you can add the members later an alternative method to that, I would assign on the cubes all of the root dimensions because there's one kind of uh, trick. Well, it's not really a trick. It's it's one stream functionality. But if, you're, if your dimensions are assigned to the root by scenario type, you have a one-time change when data has been loaded to those scenario types. So if you're loading actuals, and you've got an, a bunch of data. And then in the future, you want to say, OK, I'm not using UD4 right now, but I want to uh, track product. And you didn't anticipate this. You have a bunch of data loaded into the cube. As long as your scenario type or actuals has the root dimension assigned to it, you have a one-time change from root to whatever your dimension might be. So in the case where you don't know if you're going to use some of those extra UDs, then be sure to assign the root dimension to all of the scenario types, uh, because then you have that, that opportunity to do the one-time change. Now, a lot of applications might be using the default where root is assigned to the default. 
there you also have the one-time ability to change that route to uh, a different dimension once data has been loaded. But if you leave it on the default, then when you change that dimension to whatever it is that you want to add, you're changing that for every scenario type that is using the default. And so if, for example, you didn't want your planning or forecasting to have this added dimension, now you're kind of stuck with it because it, it, you didn't assign all of your routes to your scenario types on your cubes. So it, it's a little tedious to go through that, but it, it, it's one of those things that sounds like it gives you a nice uh, get out of jail free card if there's a new dimension you didn't plan on. It is. Yep. Yep. And once you've assigned the route to all of your scenario types on your cube, then yep. again, you have that one time change. So when you change it, if you make a mistake when you change it and you save that cube, well, now you're out of luck because you, you can only do it once. You can't uh, you can't change it from once you've changed the uh, dimension on the scenario type, it's changed. Um, so, yeah, be careful when you assign it to that new dimension. Yeah. And just uh, just for the audience here. Uh, so when a cube is created as a default, those settings on the cube for those for these scenario types, they are set to use default. So to put to Charles point, if you don't change those to root, then you don't have that one time opportunity to do that unless you change it at that default scenario type level. This is potentially yes. a game changer on some of the learning material that we've got. I mean, it's uh, I'd honestly never come across this approach before, Chul, because I'd always been taught to just do it the way they've been that would they would looked at before. Um, so the fact that somebody's got a one time only chance to change it is brilliant. Is this something that we now need to roll out into all of our training courses to make people aware of this one time only opportunity? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think this was this wasn't um, I know when I was doing a bunch of testing uh, a couple of years ago on what what you can and cannot change once data has been loaded. Um, it, there was a lot of confusion around, you know, when you have a dimension in there and you want to change it and there's data in there, how 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 can you do that? Um, so that's the only reason how we found it. And and so, yeah, this one time change, like Tony said, I mean, if, if you want to if you want the steps to do it, basically set up your cube, immediately change all of the dimensions on your scenario types to root. And now you've got a good kind of base for building up that cube. Right. And then if you think mm -hmm. about it, right, when we create dimensions, the dimensions actually extend off the root dimension, right? So in the root dimension, we typically all have none as, you know, if we have a UD1, we'll have none. If we have UD2, UD3, we'll have entity defaults and so on. But we're extending off that root dimension. So it allows us the flexibility to be able to change it after the fact because root becomes part of the dimension that we're assigning to that scenario type. Yeah. I think the other thing I wanted to talk about too with this, and I think that's great, Joe, like that's a great uh, option. But the other thing I wanted to talk about too was um, sort of in design, like how how do you guys, you know, you we talked to a lot of people. I mean, I've been through a bunch of designs too, but like when we're sitting down and talking to a client and you're trying to get them to think about the possibilities and 
you know, why they might think about it. And, and let me sort of pause here and give this question a little bit of context, because I know it's criticism, um, you know, the one stream, the idea of the one stream platform gets because people will say, you know, hey, you know, one stream uh, tries to make you design all of your actuals and planning together. Well, not really. Like, I mean, it's there's a benefit to doing it when you're because we're platform, because you can synchronize these processes, because you can, um, you know, make it really easy to move actuals into forecast and you can simplify the reporting and you can it's a it's a valid conversation to have. I think it's a criticism from competitors maybe that that have a product that don't even allow that sort of integration across scenarios. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, do whatever you want, your planning app, do whatever you want, your consolidation app, because you're never going to be able to sync them up anyway. Do you know what I mean? But like we we can really integrate these processes and it's a valid conversation to have in a common design. Um, and then it's like, okay, you know, you're you're looking at all these dimensions vertically and horizontally, you know, by scenario, by, you know, extending out the dimensions. And now you want me to tell you dimensions I I I don't even know. I'm guessing. Like, how do you have how do you guys have that sort of conversation with people when you're sitting and starting to help them design an application? Whether whether it's in support or Matt and training or Cholin design, like it come it's got to come up, right? How do you guys tackle that? Yeah, I think I think it's uh, it is a difficult conversation, especially for customers who are coming from Excel and don't even know really what a dimension is. You kind of have to walk walk them through it, but um, but really, it's uh, you know, it's it's kind of what we've been talking about of of you know future proofing your application. So when we are talking about uh, our our current phase, whatever that might be, let's say we're doing planning uh upfront then you know we it does benefit the customer to go through and and talk about okay next phase might be actuals or strategic plan and really kind of get the conversation going around uh the direction they want to go with as far as the level of detail they want to input data because that's really the the um the main the main driver of getting the dimensionality right um, but when they're talking about additional dimensionality, you know, that that to me is not necessarily a, a major uh, topic of discussion, mainly because we have this kind of one time get out of jail free situation um, if they want to add a if they want to add a dimension, as long as, again, you you assign all of those to the scenario types rather than on the default. I think one of the reasons we even recommend this, we really want people to get, you know, the most out of their applications and really extend the life of their solution. And I think if if you're as as many things as you can do to extend the flexibility of the design, you're giving them, you know, more opportunity to get more out of it and and avoid you know redesigns or rebuilds or anything like that. Which you know for clients like this is new technology that gives us this opportunity, I think, to to add dimensions and and, you know, uh, extend dimensions and build cubes and, you know, anything we can do to help somebody think through the use of it to get the most value. Um, I think it's a worthwhile thing. I don't know what you what do you guys think about that? 
Yeah, I, you know, that's, that's uh, interesting you say that, Peter. I, I, I certainly would like to share uh, an experience that I had from, from 10 years ago, uh, you know, working on a implementation of one stream, you know, really just getting my feet wet in one stream and, and really going through the, the, the process of, you know, future, you know, future processes and how the, how, how they work in conjunction with, you know, phase one, right? And we were working on a consolidations project and we were so, uh, you know, focused on getting the customer through phase one and making sure that the customer was going to be satisfied with the implementation that we didn't think about phase two or phase three, right? We were just focused on the here and now. And I remember, you know, getting to the point where we were about to go live and the customer said, hey, we got some budget data. We just want to throw some budget data in there and, and, and show some actuals versus budget variants, right? Okay, yeah, no problem. So you create a workflow, create a budget scenario, throw the data in there, create a couple of queue views. Within a couple hours, you're showing actuals versus budget variances, right? Everything looks great. Go live, fast forward six, uh, six, six months, right? And now you're going into phase two. And then you realize, oh man, we just threw some budget data into a budget scenario. And, and now we're going to reconstruct how we're going to do the budget process, right? But I already got data in there. I didn't think about putting that placeholder in there. I didn't think about you know, creating, creating places to extend uh, dimensionality. So that's that's when you start thinking about, well, man, I really have, I put myself in a position where I boxed myself in and how do I get myself out of? And once you go through those experiences, that's when you really are like, okay, I can't ever do this again. How do I disseminate this information to the rest of the people so that we don't come, uh, come across a situation again and people don't do the same thing I just did. So it was a very interesting uh, scenario that I had gone through 10 years ago. And uh, really, you know, looking at this from a from a stubbing out perspective, and how we've been discussing how we rename it, but the 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 concept's still the same. We're we're looking at making this future proof. How do we continue to extend the value of, of one stream in the platform going forward? Yeah, that, that's a that's a great example, Tony. I think um, customers uh, that that we're going through design right now um, who decide to to kind of punt those conversations, you know, like it's always on the agenda. We're always saying, Hey, let's talk about what you want to do. And we don't go as far as discussing in depth, a roadmap or anything like that, but we do want to get an idea of what they plan on doing with one stream and how they plan on using it um, to report their financials or stats or ESG or whatever it is um, yeah. just to get an idea of where they see the application going in the future you know we have so many marketplace solutions that they could implement um and you know there are some there are some gotchas or or roadblocks if if you don't have those conversations up front so in the designs today where they're hesitant in talking about anything in the future because we need to do this right now you know we we really encourage them to to have you know an hour or two at least just to kind of discuss at a high level what they might want to be doing in the future um and and for those customers who decide to punt it then we 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 just have to document it and and move forward but yeah. um you know we we do try to encourage them to do it because it is to their benefit 
Well, it, it, and to that point, Joel, too, you you almost become this, I, I, I don't want to say like a matchmaker, but you're really trying to bring the consolidations people and the FPA people together as one to think about their organization in a different way, right? Yeah. It's not it's not silos anymore. This is like you guys have to work together to come up with a come up with a, a a platform in the way that you do business in a different way that you never thought of before. And so now, how do, how do I mend this this relationship if it's broken, or how do I create or you know uh, generate this relationship together to think about this differently? Well, if you if you think about it, Tony, like the, the, one of the big reasons it's a big selling point for OneStream is they they're coming into that meeting. And they've lived with all of the issues of actuals and consolidation living in these separate worlds. And like, there's no sort of connection between the data and the structures and stuff. So in some ways there, my experience is like, we're solving a massive problem for the business and they're kind of bought in to that. Like they realize, yeah, the idea that, you know, if I go all the way back to like the Hyperion days of like enterprise and pillar were two separate apps and, you'd have consultants come in and the consolidation people wouldn't know from anything what the planning people were doing. And the planning people would never open the consolidation app to even look at it. So like, so now like they've lived with that pain and the result of that sort of thing. And so my experience is like, yeah, you're right. Like they're kind of bought in to wanting to have that conversation and like take that next step with you. So like it can be a struggle, I guess, to like go through the metadata and like, and and sort of think through everything. I think people struggle with it a little bit. It's like, you know, they need they need that guidance of like, okay, how do we get started? And, you know, what, what should we be thinking about? And I think you said it, another thing too, I'll call out. It's like, it's relationships, like get them in the room and talk, you know, um, you know, you're, Consultant and therapist, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. An interesting question here, and you guys are the ones that can uh, that can really answer this one, not myself. Um, how many times have you spoken to a customer and they've wanted to change the dimensionality more than once? For for actuals, I'd say not not very often. Um, for actuals, sometimes that's for actuals. I think you can get to it usually in the meeting because. Um, you you have some restrictions. The ledger isn't isn't changing, so that you can't create detail if it doesn't exist. And they kind of know what they need to do for their reporting, you know. So they're kind of um, they're kind of already there. But I don't know what you guys think for budget and forecast. I'd say all bets are off. Like, you know, depending and management reporting too. Geez, like, you know, I, I've talked to I talked to a client this week that um, they they change what's in their reported business units every year. Every year they reevaluate it and change change the data that's flowing into it. So I don't know, what do you guys think? I, I think, Peter, that that's pretty spot on. I You know, budgeting can change occasionally. Um, it's really the management reporting that seems to be more fluid when it comes to changing dimensionality. Now, right. it's usually not super drastic where you need to change every single dimension um you know adding one here and there probably but uh, i haven't personally ever come across any uh need to change a dimension more than one time 
same here. Um, you know, I certainly, uh, I, I would say that the management reporting will create some uh, fluidity within the uh, whether you add dimensions. Typically, your your actuals are gonna, you know, they'll probably be pretty pretty standard in the dimensionality. Uh, however, I've come across a situation where they decided, you know, customer wasn't reporting on projects and wanted to insert pro projects and actuals and. And when they did something like that, you know, then it actually, you know, really kind of blew out data unit sizes and things like that. So you, you see that there's there's the pros and cons to adding dimensionality. And, you know, in those cases, you know, stubbing out that information, you know, do you want to stub that out in actuals or is this more fitting for a, another process so that you're you're protecting the data unit as well? I guess that's where I was going. I'm just trying to ask the question. I suppose you know, is is the one-time only change a risky approach? Have there been situations where a customer's wanted to come back and change the dimensionality multiple times? This maybe caused a problem, and therefore gives the argument to doing the dim, uh, dimension extension placeholders. Well, you know, Matt, Matt, if if they're going to change it multiple times, I think you should be able to get that in the design session. They know they're changing it multiple times. And I think you gotta you gotta have that conversation and and know in management reporting especially and you know anything besides actuals I think really it, it, you know it could go crazy you gotta have that discussion and not just the members but the dimensions like what that means you know when you you know um, you everybody adds and deletes members you know it's what what are those dimensions what's going to be in that dimension field. Um, and if, if you have to change that dimension field, like what that's going to be, you, you know, they know, they know they're doing it. And, and sometimes I find too, they're like, they know they're doing something crazy and they're almost ashamed to tell you, you know? <laughs> so guys, I think the takeaway with this, when we talk about dimensional placeholders in the application, what we used to call stubbing out, um, I think it's important to point out that it's not perfect that this is a conversation we're gonna have with the client um, and we're gonna try to draw out from them where they think their application's going. Um, and hopefully this helps some people really take advantage of this. This is really something everybody should be doing, but it's not perfect. Am I wrong? No. All right, that was easy. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> I don't have much to add to that. <laughs> not really a question, more of a statement by Save me, that, I guess. Sir. Yeah, <laughs> guys, where could one get more information about dimensionality and stubbing out? Where can I find more information? Where can our listeners go? Oh, I can answer that one easily, Peter. That's um, we've got the essential series for first uh, for starters. Uh, the Essential Series is formed of three separate courses. We've got Getting Started with One Stream, which is your introduction. Then that moves on to Building Basic Reports. Then it gets slightly more complex with the uh, Implementing One Stream course. And once you've gone through that Essential Series, then you move on to Designing an Application. And there's some specific content in there about dimension placeholders previously stubbing out, um, so people can understand a bit more about extensibility. Matt Kerslake, Charles Smith, Tony Dimitri, thank you guys so much for bringing this special edition of this Dimensionality podcast to our listeners today. And thank you, fellow OneStreamers, for joining us. Remember, if you like this content, please don't forget to subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, or concerns, please reach us at podcast at onestreamsoftware.com. I look forward to bringing you another exciting podcast. And until then... Take care, and I'll see you next time on the OneStream Podcast.
The OneStream podcast is brought to you by the OneStream Global Education Services team.